0: And now for something completely different.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, for those that are still listening on this glorious day, you have made it to the grandstanding episode that is number 99. You know who I am. You know what I'm about by now. And you definitely know what this show is called. But just in case you are new here, allow me to welcome you to the show where I usually hide from my real-life responsibilities to record and come to you from Under the Apron. This is it, y'all. This is what I've been working on for an entire year and four months now. This is the epilogue of my so-called podcast that when I first started this journey, I just wanted to talk about wrestling. I just wanted to ramble and tell you the shit that was going on weekly and have a weekly episode about WWE NXT some AEW, and some premium live events. But along the way, I got a friend involved, and we watched old WrestleManias. Then about 12 episodes later, we established the fact that we were going to keep it going because I heard rumors that podcasts tend to die after 12 episodes, which motivated me even more because I wanted to prove them wrong. It was this week last year that we decided to change the name because our old name was just basic. It was called All Things Wrestling and everyone had a similar name to it. So we changed the name and what the show was about and we added in two episodes a week. What could possibly go wrong? Well, it was in mid-June that I started to run out of gas. I was already on empty. And I was putting in two extra episodes a week. Michael had gone on hiatus. Due to law school. Yeah. My co-host. And I thought I had another co-host in the wings. But that ended up being null and void. So all I had to do what was best for my mental health. And that was to take a break from the podcast for a few months. But, you know, I didn't think I was coming back and it only took a month or so before I got back on the rings again and decided that I wanted to talk about my health. A fresh rehaul of the show, so to speak. I interviewed a couple of friends, went solo and appeared on other podcasts, but evidently they appeared on mine and we got to know a few of them. We got more appearances from Michael. Thanks to his law school for letting us borrow him for a few months. And I got to make a few new segments along the way. One of which was a Halloween special with wrestlers appearing in horror movies. Which inspired the candle makers at Dark Fate Creations to make one for that specific episode. We got requests. To watch old wrestling premium live event shows and review them. More will be coming soon. Got to reminisce on the Attitude Era during episodes of Young Rock. Got to watch for the very first time and review the No Holds Barred movie from the 80s. Finally was able to get another one of my high school friends and a big supporter of the podcast to come on to the show. And for the first time ever, I interviewed and streamed the podcast live. And got more friends and supporters of the podcast due to that. Honestly, I couldn't have asked for a better year. But alas, all's well that ends well. I'm not ending the show. Not without doing episode 100. But before I do that, I must take a break. And clear the mind, last year was rough during that break. We don't want that to happen again. We don't want to go back to that, basically. So in order to avoid that, I'm going to take a few weeks break and come back with more awesome episodes. But before I go, I must celebrate. It's what I do on this show. We celebrate every major milestone, no matter how small it is. From being listened to by a small group of friends to, wait for it, worldwide, to having up to 4,600 downloads, 105 followers on Spotify, and still being listened to worldwide. Hey, we're big in the Netherlands. (laughs) Shout out to my Netherlands people out there. I appreciate you guys. To all my Netherlands fans out there, I just would like to say, Bedankt to you all. You think I'm stopping now? I'm not. You can't stop me now. No, you can't. I'm having such a good time that I don't want to stop at all. I digress. But I like doing that, and you all love when I do that. But as you can tell, episode 99 is a wrestling episode. Since I started this season with talking about my mental health, my diabetes, and all of that, I figured what a way to end the 90s with more mental health and diabetes stuff also a huge deal about this episode that's on the anniversary of when I went to the hospital to have been told that I had diabetes. So depending on what day you're listening to this episode, this is it. This is that week. This is the week two years ago that I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. So with that in mind, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate with some cake. Sugar-free cake, that is.
0: Listening to Mama Murdered a Podcast. I'm your host, AB. Mama Murdered a Podcast is a podcast where me, the mama, will be killing it on the podcast. We'll be taking a deep dive into things that are hard to talk about and even harder to believe that these things actually happen in the world that we live in. This entire podcast will be a trigger warning. I'll be talking about triggering topics while I dive headfirst into a lot of the cases that I'll be covering. New episodes will be released every week on Wednesdays because. Well, because nobody likes Mondays, and because Fridays are for day drinking and barbecues. Some of the case topics will be murder, of course, serial killers, like Dennis Rader, the BTK killer, missing persons cases, like five-year-old Summer Wells, who vanished from her own yard in broad daylight in the middle of June in Tennessee in 2021, and especially the ones where it kind of seems like they just vanished into thin air, like Brian Schaefer. He walked into a bar, but he never walked out. still never been seen again. I'll also be covering cold cases and lesser known cases. Join me every Wednesday to talk about all things tragic, murder, and things that happen in the downright ugliest sides of society. If you like what you hear and you want to support the podcast, you can rate me on Spotify. You can also leave a review and rating on Apple Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at murdered underscore mama. All these things are free and they only take about a second to do and it really does help grow the podcast. If you have any case suggestions, please send them my way you can send them to the email address mama podcast at gmail.com Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And if you've ever watched a TV
2: show and thought to yourself, oh my god, that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers.
0: Or seen a movie and thought, wow, I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately.
2: Then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast I Hate It, Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris.
0: And movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber, and Deadly Illusions. And we give them the total rinsing they
2: deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists. So come check us out wherever you stream podcasts.
1: All right, so I had to take a listen to part one and two before I started this episode because I wanted to see where I left off and what I missed. I apparently didn't edit part one right, it seems. It happens. So in part two, where I left off was the type of medications I was using and what I was prescribed with the exception of the one-a-day vitamins I started using. So once again, metformin twice a day, lisinopril for the high blood pressure, atorvastatin for high cholesterol, and two types of insulin. One was used three times a day before a meal, and then the other was used at night. I, of course, forgot to mention, they gave me a blood glucose monitor, and I used it every day. Again, I was told to check my blood sugar after I got up in the morning, before breakfast, and one hour after every meal. At first, that thing was over the top at 400-something. I thought I was doing something wrong, but I was also told I needed to wait a few days for my blood to get back to normal, regulate, I was also told by my doctor I needed to see an optometrist for my eyes and an endocrinologist, which is a diabetes doctor. So both appointments were done in May in those following weeks. Okay, y'all gotta realize this just happened at the very end of April. So it's getting to that point that I wasn't celebrating anything at all. I took a month off of social media Because I was sick and didn't get back until the second or third week of May because I couldn't see anything. I was blind. More on that in a few. The endocrinologist gave me a lot of paperwork to go through. What I needed to know. What I needed to change in my diet. She prescribed a few other pills which I don't use anymore. But she also kept pushing that could have died and this was a blessing that I didn't I get it, the second chance at life. But no offense to her on that at all and whatever y'all believe in, but I wasn't about to go down with the last visual thing being a SpongeBob marathon. That wasn't what I wanted the last thing to see before I died. Of course, I didn't tell her that, but I've told people this and I'm telling you this. She also told me I needed to record the outcome of every number on my glucose monitor. That was going to be hard considering I hate writing things down until I found an app for that. Enter My MySugar, M-Y-S-U-G-R, an app created by people with diabetes for people with diabetes. I love this app so much. At first, I was just entering my numbers, 300, 289, 275, and such, and that number was always high, which was so sad at first because this app had a little monster that would always be encouraging you if you logged in a lower number, or sad for you if you logged in any of those higher numbers. But remember, I had to do this three or four times a day, every day. Here's one of the best things on this app, though. Logged in the morning after I woke up, and then I started tinkering with the app, checking its benefits. I can log in my breakfast, my lunch, my snack, my dinner, and if I logged in before sleep, I'm a person to have it, so this thing was my new toy for a while. You can connect your Google Fit or Apple Health Tracker to track your fitness data. I didn't use either, but I did use my Fitbit to connect with it. More on the Fitbit stuff as well in a few, which we will come back to. After a few days, my sugar allowed me to read my analytics and figure out what worked and what didn't. So just like clockwork every day, wake up, check my sugar dial it into the app. Pills, breakfast at first was me trying to figure out what worked, same with snacks, lunch, and dinner, and check my sugar was right before I go to bed. Now as far as the analytics for the app goes, I'm a big numbers person because of this. The dashboard in my sugar app shows you an analysis of all the relevant data points as well as patterns in your blood sugar. Simply swipe to the left and access your diabetes data from the previous 7, 14, 30, or 90 days. I pretty much lived and breathed on this thing. And I used it for those 90 days because my next hospital visit was in 90 days. So, before every meal, I would check to see if it was on the app. And it would tell me everything I needed to know about it. From the carbs to the sugars, so some of them worked for my benefit, while others, I learned from those. They were teachable moments. And finally, let me tell you a little bit of the estimated HBA1C part of the app. The app built an estimated HBA1C value. Once you've logged enough blood sugar values, you can view your EHBA1C so that worked for me because after three days of using it, my anxiety was on high. But that's because the first 15 days were me trying to learn and get used to my new norm. So when I saw how it looked after 90 days, and went to my endocrinologist. I was confident going in and I was extremely happy coming out. I'm going to have a link to the app on the show notes. So if you're going through something similar as myself and don't know what to do or wrote through yet and you're listening... You can check out the app and be on your way to having a great A1C checkup. I think we need to get into the meals and what worked and what didn't. There were a lot of things that didn't work and I thought would, but I guess I was wrong. The first 15 days I said earlier were me learning, teachable moments. The following weekend after it happened, I threw away everything in my fridge and pantry and started over. Everything that I owned was either low carb or no sugar at all. I went from drinking Pepsi three times a day to three cases of bottled water, Gatorade Zero, low carb egg wraps, splendid sugar for my coffee, lots of vegetables, lots of carb bread, low carb bread, and lots of meat. I basically ate the vegetables for breakfast. I went back into fitness beast mode I remembered anything I did while I was trying to lose the weight a few years back. That meant drinking green smoothies all over again. But that wasn't every day because I still needed to make myself a salad for dinner. For lunch, no matter how expensive things were, I bought low-carb keto bread, those are the ones that have 8 grams of fiber, zero sugar, and 30 calories. I bought a lot of them not knowing that they would eventually get moldy if you don't use them right away. So when I did need them for sandwiches or make myself eggs with avocado, I told you I experimented on some of these. As for snacks, first let me tell you how I felt about cauliflower vegetables. I hated them. I didn't want to be near them, but then, I tried cauliflower stocks, chips, crackers, everything cauliflower. I was hyping them up to anyone who would listen to me. So I invested in a lot of that at the time, as well as low-carb snacks, zero-sugar pudding, Nutrigrain, Jello, peanuts. Okay, so let me tell you when I told my mom. She sent me a package of nothing but blue diamond almonds because that's where she worked. So she wanted me to eat healthy snacks as well. Thanks, Mom. Appreciate you. I wasn't ordering out like I used to anymore. I was eating in. I bulked up, bought on a lot of groceries because of the pandemic, so I figured I needed to cook. So I did research, I experimented with seasonings, I cooked my meals. Have you ever heard of balsamic vinaigrette pork chops? Everything bagel, seed, chicken? No, me neither. I studied up on a lot of things, got into a lot of websites that had food for diabetics. And as it was happening, I said to myself that this will be the first and only time I will ever be admitted into the hospital. I'll say it again. This will be the first. And only time. I will ever be admitted. Into the hospital. For something that serious. That is. I totally forgot and blanked. That I broken my arm. And dislocated some stuff when I was young. You know. The jackass era. Well. You know, prior to that also the flying elbow drop from the couch onto the wrestling buddies. Oh yeah, brother. That didn't go so well for the Macho man Randy Sip, you know what I'm saying?
2: What is up? This is Fuck It, Let's Talk with your host, Christine. Monthly, I'll be here to discuss the ups and woes of parenting and explore topics with other parents, or not parents, in hopes of finding a little sanity. Just a warning, the keyword here is puke. Eventually you'll get it. So come join me where we explore honest takes on parenting and life. Don't forget to follow on Spotify or subscribe wherever else the podcast is available. Be sure to check out the polls on Anchor, where you can also show some support if it tickles your fancy. And if you want more, head on over to the newsletter, F It Let's Talk on WordPress. I look forward to curse chatting with you. Fuck it. Let's talk.
1: Before I continue, the candle that I got from Dark Fate Creations is almost out. It still smells like Fruit Loops. So I'm probably going to get another one and I have my eyes on one and just in time for April. That's birthday month for those that don't know. The one I got a few months ago for Christmas from them was called Serial Killer. And according to the creator of the candle and owner of Dark Fate Creations, Liz Newman, Friends since high school, by the way. She was inspired by the Halloween episode I did in October, so I'm definitely going to be ordering Let Them Eat Cake. And this one smells like lavender, vanilla, and buttercream, deliciously blended to create an elegant slice of heaven, aka cake. For those that are new here and want to support a small business, check out Dark Creations. Their candles are vibrant, colorful, marble topped, amazing mouth-watering fragrances fueled by lovely braided cotton wicks, paper threads woven into every cotton wick for clean, romantic, slow, and consistent burn. Each candle is unique from the next as they are hand-mixed and hand-poured, right in Grass Valley, California. They use only coconut and soy waxes, paraffin-free, for a safer, cleaner, and longer burn time. That's almost 72 hours. They not only care about the look fragrance and quality of their candles, and as well as the other products, but also the effects they have in your home. So just check out some candles. I burn mine every other night. I'm about to start the podcast. And don't forget to include a car diffuser. The link will be in the show notes.
2: Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening!
1: When I said I did a lot of research, some of that research came from friends as well. I had to come back to social media at some point. And so when I did, I went back to the places where I usually hung out at. I updated with news on where I was. And the reason it took me the second week of May was because I was blind. I could see, but if I had my phone, I would have it close to my face and squint my eyes because it was so damn hard to see. I was told by my doctors not to be alarmed, that I would uh, need to see an optometrist, and I did. My eyes were sensitive to light at first. I had to use my laptop for just about everything, and that's when the messages kept coming in with well wishes. You know the usual, I'm here if you need someone to talk to, hope you're doing well, haven't seen you in a few days, blah, blah, blah. I get them, I I get it. I used to say that all the time too. But there was this one message in particular that caught my eye, that caught my attention. Because not only did she say the same thing everyone else did, but she also provided a resource on what could help as well as a YouTube video that she created. So late last year when I was going through my mental health break, I wanted to change the podcast to include my fight with diabetes. I asked this person for permission to use her YouTube video as a resource and share it with others as well as interview her if I needed to be. I wanted the third part of this segment to have her included. It's why part one and part two were weeks apart, and I was going for part three, but other things happened. Unfortunately, the person that I wanted to interview has since deactivated her account, but I saved her messages just in case this episode became available, and I wanted to include our conversation, so here it is. Her name was This Day at Home Mom Loves Wine, or Nicola Elise on her YouTube account. And I remember she heard the podcast and followed it on her Spotify. So hopefully if she's still listening to it or any of you know her and want to tell her about this episode, she can send me a message at the same place or email me at from under the apron at gmail.com. So after I posted my update, which was everything that transpired at the hospital and what I was told, Nicole messaged me with this, quote, I know you probably have a hundred messages to go through, but I wanted you to know that I'm here for you. I was diagnosed with type two a few years ago and had the same thing happen. My sugars were crazy high and I should've been in a coma as well. It was rough. But I got through it with the help of my doctor and lots of self care. If you have any questions on what to expect or what to eat, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I've got a few years of this under my belt, and I can assure you, you've got this. End quote. I, of course, went in for the questions, because why not? I asked Nicole if blurry vision was a big part of this. She answered back with, quote, yes. When I got on metformin, my, my vision was actually completely cleared up. I've been with glasses since I was nine years old, and I didn't have to wear glasses at all for about two weeks until my blood sugar levels normalized is totally and completely normal, well as normal as a side effect from diabetes, end quote. I asked Nicole about the food, quote, there are so many good food options out there, lots of chickens and veggies, spaghetti squash, zero carb bread, avocado, eggs, bacon, taco salads. There are low-carb tortillas out there, cauliflower rice. There's a substitute for everything out there. Unsweetened almond milk is delicious, too. It's discouraging for a while, I know. But once you get in the swing of things, it gets easier. I've been eating this way for about three and a half years now. Try out eggs and zero-carb avocado toast for breakfast a salad with lots of lunch meat in it and veggies for lunch. Then kielbasa sausage with zucchini, peppers, onions over cauliflower rice. It gets easier, I promise, end quote. So it's at this time that I decided maybe we should share recipes with one another, you know. I asked her to share her meals with me so I have an idea of what to make. She sent me a picture Uh, what she had made the night before, cauliflower rice topped with veggies, and a baked fish. You guys, it looked amazing. (laughs) Obviously, I went and made that same dish later on, but that night, I sent her a picture of what I had made. Baked chicken with red potatoes, topped with melted shredded cheese. Hmm, so delicious. It felt so delicious. Unfortunately, again, teachable moment because she said, quote, watch the potatoes. They have a lot of carbs in them. Get rid of anything that's white except for cauliflower, end quote. I got rid of everything that was white. I believe anything that I, the only thing that I had white was rice. That's about it. So I got rid of some with mostly more of the rice. Yeah, that's about it. I told her I bought mostly all keto stuff and low in carbs. A lot of vegetables in my freezer. Wheat bread, which I'm eating one slice of. Cheese wraps for sandwiches. Lots of chicken as well as beef meat. She says, quote, they do make low-carb bread, and zero-sugar bread. I found some pretty good zero-carb bread, which is nice for sandwiches. Lots of veggies and chicken is what we eat. Cheese is also a plus, a very big plus. Here's a picture of what I made Monday. Grilled chicken, steamed broccoli with mozzarella, roasted purple cauliflower, and some cherry tomatoes, end end quote. It looked and tasted delicious, because obviously I made it and stuff. Quote, I made a whole YouTube video about what I eat a long time ago, if you like the link to it, end quote. I said yes, I needed to see this video. And she sent it to me, and I did watch it. It's about 20 27- seconds minutes and 48 seconds long I will have a link to it on the show notes so keep an eye out for that I basically learned a lot from this video Nicole introduces herself we find out a little bit of her background her gestational diabetes when she was pregnant when her weight loss journey started and how it's going up to that point she gives tips on her diet what she ate what medications she took how much water she drank, which she avoided, the workouts she was able to do, and what motivated her. I, of course, took notes on just about everything she spoke about, including her cheat meals, the splurge.
2: Have a cheat day. Just do it. Have one day where you splurge and you go out for ice cream. Go and do that. That's important. That will keep you on track for the rest of the week. Schedule one day a week where you eat whatever you want.
1: I went with that, but I did it after two weeks. My cheat meals are every two weeks. Nicole finally concludes the video on her motivation, having a support system, working out.
2: I have the worst motivation in the history of ever. It is so hard for me to get motivated to do something and not necessarily just to start it, but to continue on with it. It is so difficult. You need to have a support system. You need to have people there who are gonna hold you accountable. So having a support system is going to be key if you're going to choose this sort of diet and this sort of lifestyle change. Any kind of exercising, it is so nice to have a friend Someone that you can rely on and who will hold you accountable for exercising and getting it done that day. Find a marathon. Find a 5k. Find something that's going to be fun and train for it. Then it's not exercising. You're training for something and you have a goal in mind. That is so important. Have a goal. Have something that you're running for. Have something that you're exercising for. Try to get into that dress again. Or have a goal to get into a size 16. Have a goal in mind. And reward yourself when you get to it.
1: I'm going to talk about my support system in a few. But I wanted to touch more on what me and Nicole said after New Year's Day in 2022. I hadn't messaged her since before then. But I know, do know she left a comment on my update when I found out my A1C in July of 2021. So I know she was still around rooting for me. But the message I sent her on January 2nd, 2022 was obviously, of course, Happy New Year. Update, I'm going back in February to check my A1C, but truthfully, I've been doing okay. Not too bad but definitely not perfect. I've been doing the same thing I was this past year, but that's not why I'm messing with you. You are amazing and you definitely motivated me with that YouTube video that had joined a Facebook a few Facebook groups for diabetics to tell their story. I told them my story and how I went from fifteen point three to a six point five. A few people messaged me from there to check what I did and how I did it. I told them just about everything I did, but I also directed them to your video. I don't normally check the group anymore since I'm barely on there, but I soon will since that February checkup is coming up. You gave me hope last year, and I'm extremely thankful for you. I'm also going to make it a point to stay active around here again. Again, barely heard from her, but I know she saw the message, and I know she saw my updates, because she liked a few of them. Every time I got new updates, I would send them to her, because this was the start of the motivation. She was my first support group, so I felt that she needed to know what one member of her support group is going through, and how she was the motivation for it. She messaged back as well and left me comments on my post with congrats. Finally, we get to August and we all know what was going on with me last year in August. We don't do that again around here anymore. At the same time, I was planning on episodes and what I should talk about on the next episode. And this... This is the idea that came about. Interview people with the same diagnosis as mine or that had lived it, currently living it, or the negative effects it has on other people. Anything to do with it. This is what I messaged Nicole with. Hi. The reason I wanted to reach out was because I've been running this podcast for six months, and the first season was mostly about wrestling. I took a break to rest and not burn out for about a month. And I'm bringing it back for season two and it will be about everything I love and not just one topic. I'm going to have a segment called Wrestling With Diabetes. And it's going to be a series where I talk about my fight, my struggle, and how I overcame it. I, of course, want to be able to mention your video. So first, I want to ask if it's okay to mention your name and how I got it and a link to that video. Once I get it rolling and I'm comfortable talking about it, I maybe will want to interview people or get stories from like-minded people who have gone through the same situation. Nicole responds with, quote, yes, link away. And I'm always available to interview, even if you don't want, even if you want to do a Zoom interview and record it, whatever you need. End quote. I said, thank you, you're awesome, you're amazing. She says, no problem. And from there, I was off to the races to try and get a part three with her in it. But since then, she has deactivated her account. And the only place I could look her up was YouTube. So once again, if you happen to come across this podcast and you know of her or who she is, send her the link. Send her my way.
2: Movies and feelings. Pop, pop. Bring Your Own Popcorn is a podcast that dives into people and the movies who love them. Let us preach to your choir or stoke your ire as we spiral down memory lane with cult classics, jurassics, and other genres that rhyme with traffic. What we lack in education, we make up for with comedy, compassion, and camaraderie. I'm your host, Mixtape Majesty, inviting you to join me and an assortment of wonderful guests on fine podcast apps everywhere. Bring your own
1: popcorn. Okay, one more story about support groups because I had a few at the same time. Now, during the whole process of me not being able to read anything... That included my Fitbit support group. Earlier in that year, I had joined a group. And for some reason, they just kept pressing rematch. So, when I was out of it that week and no updates were coming through from me, they asked. I responded week after what had happened and one of them said that our goal was to do 10K every day. I believe we started out as 7 or 8 of us in that group and since then... It has dwindled down to maybe six. At least six of them that I can remember. Four people that I knew prior. And two that I met on there. It started out as a competition between each other on who can get the most steps in. But then we just started to get to know one another. Another. Enter my fight and my journey to get to a better a1C, and that's exactly what I did, and what they did as well. Me getting healthy was partly because of my Fitbit support group, another part was because of these awesome people that I met on another app. Okay, let's just talk about it. I was on TikTok for quite a bit, I no longer go there because this is what I love doing now. But I still keep in contact with a lot of op- some people there. One of those groups involved me going to this DJ's live, Timothy DeJesus. Every Thursday night, he would DJ and spin a mix of his albums. I joined up in late November, and the group treated me like family already. It took me a while to get what the group was about. Because they were called the Cuddle Puddle family. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and Google what that means. I'll wait. So you see where this feels insane? Regardless of the name, they had my back. And I realized when one person got drunk in the live and started poking fun of my name. To which I didn't think anything of it. But others got involved. And defended me. Only to find out that they didn't like her anyway. Um. <laughs> so when the whole thing happened. To where I disappeared. They were checking in on me everywhere else. Yet I was on radio silent. Not because I was ignoring them. Or ghost them. I would never ghost them. But because I was blind. I couldn't see anything and then when I showed up one Thursday after the whole hospital visit I still couldn't see anything they saw my name pop up and I heard the DJ say my name so I tried to squint and tell them I'm not ignoring them but I am blind I've been in the hospital we'll update later They all got the point of that message, and a few people messaged me later in private to see how I was doing. After about a week or so, I was able to get into that chat in their lives, and everything was normal for me. It's when I explained the situation to every one of them, including the DJ who I messaged, Tim, privately to let him know what was going on in my life now, and that I needed to work out and such. So DJ Tim Jesus, one of my favorite DJs, one of them, and his family, the Cuddle Puddle family, were there for me when I needed them, and they inspired me to kick Diabetes' ass. So here's how. Every Thursday from that point on, till I went to go check my A1C in July, DJ TDJ, he loves when I said that, would play some massive EDM songs electronic dance music, anything that would hype me up. But that's because I told him to play something that will hype me up. At the same time, I'm going to work out and do some kickboxing workouts, which I did. So I would have my Fitbit support group hyping me up and pushing me to get those steps in every day. And then I would have the TikTok Cuddle Puddle Fam support group hyping me up. And DJ Tim shouted me out in his live to make sure I'm still alive and running it up. 90 days. For 90 days. 90 days of that. Working out, eating right, staying healthy. After all of that, I got asked what my secret was by those Facebook groups. And I said, there is no secret. You do what your doctor tells you. I did what my endocrinologist asked me to do. I ate right, I checked my sugars, because by June and July they were down to one hundred twenty with an estimated A one C of six point eight. So when I went to the lab work so I went so when I went to do the lab work and later that night finding out that my A one C went down to six point five, I celebrated. I was exhausted. I was happy and proud of myself, but I was exhausted. I finally was able to breathe. I went down and partially kicked his ass that even my doctor asked what I did, and I told her the exact same thing. I listened to you, doc. I did everything you asked me, and I get it. Not everybody is like that. Not everybody has the same determination, and I'm not built that way. But I was determined to never get it when I knew coming in those same numbers, my family has it. So here we are in July of 2021, 6.5. What now? My endocrinologist suggests that I don't take the three times a day insulin, but puts me on the nightly one to take in the morning as well. Keep doing what I'm doing. She may have taken a pill out and put me on Jardins, which would improve my glucose control she also says she will see me in nine months around March all right so this is where I will end this one hopefully I don't take too long in doing a part four but I wanted to touch on a few different things I shared the 6.5 a1c story in a lot of groups messages and everything and they were all inspired by them I even shared the video Nicole sent me, and they too liked the video, and we're hoping to get to talk to her because that video inspired a lot of people, myself included. Before I go, I want to talk a little bit about what this show may become for real this time. I did touch on it a little bit when I did episode 94, wrestling with back issues that I would change the name of this segment to be its own wrestling with mental health this name because in part four I will talk about mental health and how it affected me later that year and as a diabetic like I said earlier this show is not all about wrestling it's about bringing awareness to something that I have and with that I wanted to include my mental health as well as others that I will interview on this podcast. Thank you for the support tonight. Those that have been listening, you can find us on other sort of social audio streaming platforms at our Linktree, linktree.com forward slash from under the apron. It has the link to our blog, socials, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, plus any of your favorite audio streaming devices, such as GoodPods, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio Count, accounts, where you can listen to us as well as leave us a comment or a five-star review, which helps us be discovered by other fans of wrestling and podcasts, as well as the 20 other music and podcasting streaming services. If you haven't yet, please follow us on Spotify. We have 107 followers on there now. We did it. We got to our goal of 100. The seven others are extra. And I did say I would shout them out on this podcast. So if you are listening, give these awesome podcasters a listen. I'll have them in the show notes as well. They are the following. Mindful Living, a podcast focused on self-improvement, mindfulness, and personal growth. TGP Wrestling Podcast, West Virginia Unfiltered Series. Bulletproof Goals Podcast. Wrestling Talk with Mayor McCall, Yeah, wrestling. That's just the way you hear it. <laughs> morning Cup of Controversy Podcast. The Bat Shit Podcast. Whiskey Tangle Podcast. The Lead Off Morning Show. I Screen. You Screen for Movies Podcast. If you give a dad a podcast, we used to talk about this podcast... The VHS Abyss Movie Podcast, Bracket Bastards Podcast, Lady Adenian Podcast, the Nostalgic Podcast, and No is a Sentence Podcast. Check out the show notes for links to other podcast trailers that you heard on this episode. Send us a message of your favorite wrestling stories, questions, comments, ratings, or requests by email. It is from under the apron at gmail.com. And I will do my best to get the them and answer accordingly. Thank you for listening, joining the live, staying the gifts, and being a huge part of this community. Tell your friends. Join us next time for more stories, movies, and TV show reviews, as well as wrestling-related stories when we come to you from Under the Apron. One more episode, and we're up to 100.